Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Man, you want to talk about a sigh of relief. (laughs) That was the most adventurous first hour of a show I think we've ever had around here. On Raider Nation Radio 920. My man, Damon, I don't know how he was navigating through the waters of that first hour, but he was able to make it happen. We appreciate my guy, Adam Hill, who's in studio. Finally, I don't know what has happened. I don't know how it happened. But finally, we were back like we should have been, Damon, about an hour ago. When all the chaos hit. Oh, man, you talk about a sigh of relief. I just let one off, too, just off mic, because there was at least, like, the last 10 minutes of the hour. Just, hey, we just finished the hour. Oh, we just finished out the hour. We got 10 minutes. And then you drop off the clean feed. Right. And I'll tell you this. I mean, and I'll, I don't always like to go behind the scenes and tell everyone what, what's going on. But I have the wife texting me, asking me about the Wi-Fi at the house. She's remotely doing stuff with her phone. So that's why when I was connected and all of a sudden I just dropped off. Because she hit a button on her phone, not because she was messing with it, but she was trying to help fix the issue. And so, I mean, we had you on the job, Jamie's on the job, I'm on the job, the wife is at her job on the job, Sarah's downstairs on the job, like everyone's on the job. And you know who's the only person that wasn't actually on the job? Me! (laughs) The guy that was supposed to be on the job, doing the job, wasn't really where I was supposed to be. Whew. Boy, that was stressful. Have you ever been in a car and you just were stuck in traffic or just trying to get out of a parking garage or something and nobody knew what the hell they were doing and it just wore you out? I feel like that just is what happened. Something just wore my backside out. Man. Whew. Anyway. Yeah. We're here. (laughs) Starting over. First hour of the show. Hey, man, look. I'm just happy that we're here where we are right now. Oh, Ryan was helping us out. Ryan's got his own show he's trying to do on on our our sister station, Fox Sports Las Vegas. He's trying to get going. He's texting me trying to figure out what's going on. Literally everyone came together to try to fix whatever the issue was here at the house with me. But we got it done, and we're here. So now, got a lot of feedback. I know there was a lot of conversations, and we were in and out of the conversation about the the article that was put out on ESPN uh, by Ben Lindsay. Uh, the NFL roster rankings for all 32 teams for 2022. Strengths, weaknesses, X-factors for every starting lineup. Adam Hill really broke it down really well for us in that first hour, so we definitely appreciate that. And I just wanted to keep it going with different conversations, and I saw a piece by Bucky Brooks, and he's another guy that's supposed to join the show, and it's either going to be tomorrow or Friday, I'm not too sure. But uh, he's he's from NFL.com, and he's also doing work with the Silver and Black, so he put out a piece on Raiders.com called What to Watch For as the Raiders' 2021 draft class enters the second year. And the focus of this was really on Alex Leatherwood and Trayvon Merrick. And so we went from the first hour being a lot of negativity, not only because of the conversation that we were having, but because of all the issues that we were having as well. I mean, man, we, we dealt with it. But we're going into something 
uh, where we're sounding the way we're supposed to sound, and all of a sudden it's a, a, a piece from from Bucky Brooks that I think is going to be a pretty positive. Uh, he talks about Alex Leatherwood, talking about the former first-round pick, could return to his natural position in 2022. He said the Raiders have been rotating him through right guard and right tackle throughout the offseason workouts. His combination of size, strength, and power could give a team – give the team a run at some dominant pass rushers that are positioned at the left defensive end. And, of course, there's a lot of pass rushers. That's the big thing to think about. You have Khalil Mack, obviously, in town. Joey Bosa, Bradley Chubb, Randy Gregory, all those are in the AFC West. They're all guys that are going to get after the quarterback. But it just looks like he's it's, it looks like he's beefed up. Looks like he's gotten you know a lot bigger, and, and he's been working on his technique. Now, as Adam Hill mentioned in, in, segment number, or in the hour number one, we're not going to have a real good idea of how he's doing, how practice is going, what's the position looking like uh, for a while. And you're going to have to really determine that based off, okay, is he running with the ones? Is he running with the twos? Is he inside as a guard? Is he outside as a tackle? What's the the deal going to be? But uh, one of the things that we do, and I think we could all agree on when it comes to Alex Leatherwood, is that he had to get – you know, gain that experience. He gained that whole season under his belt. And that's what these two guys here, and that's why Bucky Brooks pointed these two guys out, Leatherwood and Trayvon Merrick, they played so many snaps last season. That's the big deal. I mean, with Merrick, he had nearly 1,300 snaps on defense and special teams. That is a ton of reps, and he did well. We didn't call his name a whole lot. We didn't talk about him a whole lot, but he still did pretty well. So with that kind of experience under your belt and with – with uh, Alex Leatherwood having the kind of snaps in, under his belt, regardless if he was at tackle or, or guard, you have to feel pretty good about at least their experience moving forward. Now, you know, are they still areas that you have to work at and look at and see, okay, are they going to continue to improve? Yeah, sure. But I think that that's, something, that's, the, that's the positive. If you're looking for the positive, if you're trying to look for the, you know, the glass half full, and especially when you're talking about the offensive line, that experience – that Alex Leatherwood got, I think that that's going to be a big deal. So when you start to see him develop, DeMond, you can go back and look and say, okay, that right there, that, that, that's what helped this guy develop. If he truly does develop into the guy that the Raiders want him to be. Yeah, the, the, you got a trial by fire. He's got to get that experience, and that's what he got last season. And hopefully he'll be able to learn from those mistakes. But it's also just – him figuring it out on the field. Because maybe, let's say, if he cuts down on the penalties, because everybody always likes to say those yeah. false starts, you know, hey, fourth and one is a lot different from fourth and six. It is. But also, if you <laughs> don't false start on that fourth and one, are you still going to be able to hold up in protection or still make that block that you need to? For right. me, because some players, they are the guys like, oh, man, that guy's a boneheaded player. But, hey, man, for 85% of the time, he's a darn good player. I would still like to see that guy. I know that sometimes you're like, oh, that 15%, he might make a dumb play. But if you're still, when you're not messing up, you're a great player, I'd still take that guy than just the guy that, hey, he's not messing up so much, but he's still not that good. <laughs> My man Todd just tweeted at me. My man Ben Lindsay got you all worked up with that clickbait <laughs> NFL ranking for ESPN, or as you always say, a banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. I appreciate that. And, you know, I mean, the thing, it's, it's so funny. It really is because you try to bring as much, you know, Raiders-related content. So I see it, and I, I, I figure, hey, let's, you know, let, let Raider Nation talk about this. And, again, I don't really overreact to anything. I don't. But that, that piece just – maybe it was the timing when I, when I saw it, but it just really threw me off and caught me, caught me off guard. But, you know, it's like you're down if you do, you're down if you don't. If I don't react and say, oh, no big deal, then someone will say I don't care. <laughs> and if, if I overreact, then it's like, oh, you fell for it. So, I mean, 
I was in a bad situation, but I did. I fell for it, and I'm okay with that. But, uh, Todd, shout-out to you, man. I definitely uh, appreciate you. Got a couple texts that I wanted to get to on the 7 ass text line at 69187, keyword R&R. This was from Sir Whiskey Ray. Q&D, this Wednesday has been crazy. First off, props to DeMond for holding it down here live on the radio. Whiskey's all around to both Q and DeMond. I'm going to get straight to my point. These so-called rankings have our Raiders in the 20s. They can shove it you know where and some. I don't let stuff like that get me too low as well as too high. I can't wait for this season to play out because come January, our Raiders will be in the playoffs. As we all know, anything is possible once we get to the postseason. Look at the Bengals last season. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray, and that's a great point. You got to get to the dance. You, you just do. And I just, again, I mean, going back to the piece, look, the 12th best AFC team, that's I think that was the ultimate disrespect, especially since we've been talking about the chip on the shoulder and what Derek Carr and the rest of the team has been hearing the last few days. I mean, that's what we've been talking about, right? So that's another reason to say, okay, now this is this is something that Raider Nation, who always calls in and says they're being disrespected, now all of a sudden, you know, it's like role reversal today, right? It's role reversal. Today I'm the one that's like, hey, the Raiders are being disrespected. Everyone's like, oh, calm down. It's cool. No big deal. Now that he's got the bing- not the Bengals. He's got the Bills at number one. I mean, come on. That's true. Yeah, he does. He has the Bills at number one. I think the what Cincinnati. I had him written down. He has the what at number eight. He has yeah number eight, and they're the what the fourth best uh, AFC team. So I mean, you know, they they probably shouldn't have won that game in in Tennessee. They did, and that's not a disrespect to you, but that I mean, they, they probably should not have got out of Tennessee with the dub, but they were able to, and they ended up you know going to the Super Bowl and came a couple plays. Couple holding calls, a couple, you know, bounce balls here, bounce balls there from winning the whole thing. I mean, they actually could have won the Super Bowl. So And also something you that know. you point out when you look at like the teams that are ahead of the Raiders, like as as Adam Hill said, they're in bad divisions. You don't know who's outright gonna win the AFC East next year. Right. But I guess if it comes to rankings, hey, you gotta put maybe the Dolphins or the Patriots ahead of the Raiders because somebody's gotta win that division, right? I mean, come in second place behind the Bills. Right. I mean, and that's somebody's got to get wins in that division. That's a good point too. That that really is a good point. That's something that we haven't even really talked about. That uh, you know, that that that's a, a factor. You know, someone's going to be the second place team, and in the AFC West is going to be such a tough division that you just never really know how it's all going to shake out. Uh, Vegas Pete hit us up on the Salmon Ash text line at six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. Said I was at the Rockstar Bar a mile from the stadium wearing a Raiders shirt, and some dude out of the blue said Raiders suck. And Q, my neck got all stiff up, and I told the dude, you don't want to talk to Raider fans like that in Vegas, Oakland, or L.A. I dressed him down and dropped a bunch of F-bombs, and he knows not to mess with Raider Nation or he'll go down hard, like Al said in your opening. <laughs> I appreciate that. I could, I, could, I could so witness that right now. I could totally see that. And, you know, we spent a lot of time last, uh, last season at the Rockstar, so uh, I can't imagine that someone drove by the Rockstar or was walking by the Rockstar at that time while all of us were out there and, uh, and said something like that because I'm sure that not only Vegas Pete would have reacted, but multiple people would have reacted to that. So I can only imagine, but good for you, Pete. Good for you, man. I like, I like the fire. I like the energy. Lo- I love the passion, of course. And, uh, again, man, it's just kind of, you know, it's one, it's one of those things, one of those days, especially with the heat. You know, the, the heat is getting, getting everybody going, everybody riled up, including myself. So uh, that's how we roll. But, uh, Raider Nation, I want to hear from you, man. 702-365-9200. You can talk on a, a few different subjects. We have a lot of them out there, a bunch of different questions we've thrown out there. Uh, you know, want to know what a realistic – ranking you would if you were putting a ranking together what would be realistic for you as far as the Raiders in the AFC and the NFL I think that that's fair because as you know many have said well that's that's just clickbait that's just clickbait okay well we're not going to do clickbait what do you think is realistic what do you think that where the Raiders really should be ranked what do you think about the roster 
I think it's improved, you know, but as Adam pointed out, just because you're improved doesn't mean that your record's going to be improved a year from now because there's a lot of factors that go into it. But we're just talking about the roster, just like Ben was talking about in his pro, fo- in his pro football focus piece, uh, and he had the Raiders ranked 12th in the AFC and also uh, 21st in the NFL. So we'd love to hear from you again, 702-365-9200, salmon text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Let's go out to the phone line and talk to our guy, 918 Raider. Welcome to Unnecessary Roughness. How are you? Hey, man, I'm blessed now. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I'm glad you guys got it all figured out. I'm glad DeMond's back in the studio. Yeah, man. Hey, I'll tell you, Ari might have had a meltdown, man. Ari might have quit. <laughs> it's a hard job, man. It's a hard job. I commend Ari, too, man. He, he was trying. He, he, he could have quit. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, he, he, he kept giving it his all. Yeah, he uh, did. <laughs> but, no, man, uh, I just wanted to touch on – I just heard you talking about that Raider hate. Uh, I'm out here in Oklahoma, mm. and uh, so I'm, like, right in between Dallas and, uh, you know, Kansas City. Yep. And uh, I'm wearing a Raider shirt right now. Nice. Uh, I was I had a Raider lanyard on two days ago, and uh, I've gotten maybe like five comments on uh, Raider hate. Just uh, I'm wearing the wrong shirt, whatever it is. I'm just like, what? okay, dude. Like well, I don't care. Like uh, sure, but if I see a Chiefs fan or if I see a Broncos fan, I don't say anything to them. Uh, but I see a Raiders fan, I say, what's up? You know, nice hat, nice shirt, yeah. just one baby, whatever. But uh, no, I, uh, as like a new Raiders fan, like if you if you were uh, uh, hesitant on if it's real or not, just wear a Raiders shirt for a day, and you'll <laughs> believe it. Right, no doubt, no doubt. Nine one eight Raider. Hey man, where where are you at yeah. in Oklahoma, man? Uh, I'm in Tulsa. Oh, okay, okay. The home of Josh yes, Jacobs. There you go. That's what's yes, up. Nice, oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, represent out there, man. I appreciate you calling in. Always, man. Have a good day, guys. All right, you too. No doubt about it. And, uh, hey, you know, just like some of the Raider games, this is what, how we could describe the show. You know, it's just like, you know, Raider games that go out there and you see a, a turnover early, uh, you see some bad execution early, and then all of a sudden somehow it comes together and it might take overtime, but the, but the game comes out with a W. Sometimes it's not always pretty, but it, uh, it's still a W. You know, that's all that matters is W's and L's, and we're going to have a W today one way, one how. Let's go out to Raider Evan and Marietta. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, Q. Love your show. Love the podcast on the toxic work environment. Just a couple of quick points. Uh, one, I mean, the Raiders are disrespected every year. Last year, I mean, we were picked fourth by just about everybody, and uh, we made the playoffs. We basically um, shoved those rankings down everyone's throat. <laughs> this year, it's going to be more of the same. Um, I mean, how many, how many, after they got Russell Wilson, how many People, prognosticators talked about, oh, let's rank the quarterbacks in the AFC West because we know Carl will be ranked fourth. I mean, it's just a bunch of baloney. They just, uh, it's total disrespect every year. But I think this year we're going to do the same thing. And, you know, the one thing the Patriots always excelled at was to use the media and to have a chip on their shoulder. And I'm sure they brought a lot of that with them. And I, I can just sense it, just like what you talked about yesterday. Um, the Raiders have that disrespect chip, which is a very good thing for an athlete and for really anyone. Um, two, just a comment on the toxic work environment. Uh, one of the interesting points of the article was that uh, Dan Ventrelli was basically mentioned, even though he was kind of the whistleblower, he was mentioned as one of the one of the problems by some of the people in the, in quoting in the article. So, yep. Um, and and uh, you know, I met Mark Davis, and my family did. He could have been more ni- more nice, and I get the feeling he's not a micromanager. And as a president, I kind of it was my my feeling was, and I don't know, but my feeling was it was kind of Ventrelli's job to make sure that this didn't happen. When it got 
kind of bad. I mean, he kind of like abandoned ship and he said, I tried to bring this up. But it, the article, one thing I like pointing it out was that he was one of the problems. Uh, that's what they said. Few of the, a few of the people that were quoted. So uh, that's the third thing. And just uh, love your show. Keep, keep on doing what you're doing. Go Raiders. And uh, I think we're going to have a great year and we're going to go farther this year. And I love that we have a chip on our shoulder. Thanks for the time. Hey, thank you for the call, my man. I definitely appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, a lot to unpack right there. And, uh, again, having a chip on your shoulder is fine. Uh, I, I, I like to have a chip on my shoulder all the time. I think it, it helps motivate me. And uh, so if, that, if that's what kind of pushes somebody, if, if you can find that kind of self-motivation, uh, nothing's wrong with that. And so I, I think that they definitely are going to have that this year. Uh, that's okay. Uh, you know, pieces like this that we've been talking about, obviously, kind of – Kind of lend to that a little bit. Again, I don't think that the Raiders are taking any piece as written on uh, you know June 29th too seriously. But at the same time, you know it, it is something to talk about. It is something to discuss, and you know it is something that you could look at and say, okay, I don't believe that that's realistic. But if it, if, if I was going to come up with something realistic, what would it be? That's that's where I think that the 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 actually that was the whole direction that everything was supposed to go. <laughs> Obviously, it didn't, <laughs> but that was the direction it was supposed to go of what you believe was realistic. I put it out there that I'd rank the Raiders no less than seventh, um, you know, and I think, DeMond, you said, wait, or no, we had a caller that said no later, no less than six, had a couple uh, a couple tweets and texts. I, I think that those are, are fair, and I'm talking about in the AFC. I'm not talking about in the NFL. Uh, in the NFL, I, it doesn't really matter because you just got to make the playoffs, but you know that the top seven teams are going to make the playoffs, so I think that you would have to put them in slide them into that one of those positions, I wouldn't put them at 12, you know. And so it's just it, – it, it was something that, that got everybody going, got me going, uh, got my man Aaron going. He actually sent us a tag or a tweet, uh, said it's all interesting conversation. Uh, plus, I think you had a valid point at being mad at this ranking queue because it's a ranking of the rosters. There's no way you could look at the Raiders and say 21st. That's borderline disrespectful. That's what – that was what, what I was thinking. Like, man, you can't look at the roster and say it's the 21st best roster in the league. Come on, man. <laughs> exactly. And like another, you mentioned Matt Ryan and the Colts. When did the Colts get so good? Who did the Colts add this season, that, this offseason, that's just like, oh, man, the Colts are going to be a problem? Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, Matt Ryan. You know, Matt Ryan is, is their addition, and Atlanta was trying to run him out of town. Just like the Browns. Baker Mayfield was ran out of town, even though he's still in town. <laughs> you know, I mean, they, they, they gave $230 million guaranteed to a dude with 24. Civil civil cases of sexual assault. They, 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 they were sixth, right? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were sixth. The Browns. And the, third, and the third highest AFC team. Right. Yo, man, I, he, <laughs> he's putting too much faith in Jacoby Brissett then. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing about it. Like, Jacoby Brissett, that's that's who you're, you know, you're counting on because this season, I, unless something crazy happens, I don't, see, I don't see Deshaun Watson. If he plays it all this season, I don't think he plays any more than four games. Really, I think that that's the minimal that th that he'll get suspended is well. I'll say five games. I'll say twelve games is what his suspension will be at the least, at the least, and that's after appeal. Because I think that they'll go with a, a whole a whole season, all all seventeen games, and I think that they'll cut it down to about twelve and say, well, three fourths of the season, even though it's not it's not technically three fourths because there's seventeen games. But you get you get the gist of it. I think that they I think he 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 misses at least twelve games, if not. I think there's going to be so many people are going to lose their mind. Like that's it. That's the penalty. That's the punishment you gave that dude for that. When you took about, you know, how many games did Zeke miss when he had his little situation? Six. Yep. How many games did Tom Brady miss when he had Deflategate? Man. I mean, 
these are all minimal things. I mean, look what's going on uh, in Atlanta, you know, with uh, with the, with uh, Ridley. He's the missing the whole season. season. Yeah. And now look, I mean, and then it's going to he's going it's going to be put up. It, it's not just that he misses the season and he just gets to come back. Then they have to decide are they right. letting him back in the league? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh yeah, man, that's that's going to be that's going to be something. So you put a team up there with those kind of issues where they have no idea. That's that's really that's taking a leap of faith in my opinion. Hell, even the Patriots. I don't think that the Patriots have that much talent on their team. I really don't. Like I know that they have some strong players on defense. And I know Mac Jones was good, but I think they lost a major player when they lost Josh McDaniels. They have Nelly. I get it. He's decent. He's whatever. But I think if you look at the Raiders and you look at the Patriots, who would you say has more talent on the roster? Just just talent alone. And have you seen those reports about oh, – obviously the Raiders. But have you seen the reports that Matt Patricia and Joe Judge – maybe calling the offensive place. Right. Every right. team in the NFL should be laughing if that's the case. I man that's I know Bill Belichick, we all like to give him the credit. When he fails, then that's the moment we can say maybe he doesn't have it anymore, but he hasn't yet. But right. I think this might be the season. You know, I and I don't even know if those guys are going to be play callers. I think that they know exactly who's their play caller is going to be. They're just not telling anyone else because well that's what Bill Belichick does. He said, hey, I don't need to tell anybody, so I'm not going to tell anybody. Yeah, it's Patricia. Yeah, it's Joe Judge. Yeah, it's Joe Blow. I mean, I don't, I don't think that he cares. I don't think he cares with, with pointing at anybody and telling anybody that that's going to be the guy. I think the people that need to know are the people that need to know, and they'll, they'll find out about it. But, you know, as, <laughs> it's so funny, man. As I was just breaking down this whole piece, you know. I'm looking at it, I was like, only the Texans, the Jags, and the Steelers are worse than the Raiders? You know what I mean? Like, how many different ways can I put it? So it, it sounds as disrespectful as possible. Oh, here's another way. Man, Ben Lizzie saying the Raiders are sorry. <laughs> Man, yo, straight up. If those are the only teams that he think they're better than That's in the conference. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, y'all sorry. That's I what mean, he's saying. Man, for real. Robin Oakland broke it down. Robin Oakland, then we'll take a break. We got Christina McAloon, uh, senior buy-in manager at Raider Image. I'm sure I'm going to say her name wrong when she joins the show, and that'll be fun. But uh, it'll just be par for the course for today. She'll join the show at 3.30. But Robin Oakland hit us up on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword r I had to look at Lindsey's bio on PFF. He joined PFF full-time in May of 2019, works as an NFL analyst, and is part-time of the team that produces prep work for NBC Sunday Night Football. Method-wise, for experienced NFL players, he uses PFF's rankings and combines them with lifetime stats. For rookies, he used PFF's college rankings. All these numbers have biases. He then created a formula, entered the numbers, and spit out a list of teams to which he attra- uh, attached a narrative. Using these methods is tricky. Adding multiple different types of data can add to accuracy, but it also adds the various biases of each inputted number and has to be interpreted carefully. That's from Rob in Oakland. You want to talk about a breakdown? You want to talk about a breakdown? My man just hit us with a whole science project. He just hit us with every kind of different angle and breakdown of what Ben Lindsay has his 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 accolades, you know, when he started, his qualifications, what kind of formula he's using. I told you, I always told you, man, Robin Oakland always hits us with a really good text that, you know, is is very informative, but also to the point. That one's great right there. I like that one. That's gotta be text of the day. I mean, if we had a te- <laughs> if we had a text of the day award. It would definitely go to Rob 
in Oakland. No doubt about it. That was a fantastic text right there. I like that. Coming up next, and you know what we're going to do because I'm in a good mood. Now that he got me in a good mood with that text after breaking it down, how about we uh, look for caller number nine right now, 702-365-9200. I got a four-pack of tickets to Summer League. That's getting started up next week. I'm excited about that. Can't wait for us to do our show live at the Thomas and Mac. That's going to be a lot of fun seeing the youngsters, talking about rookies, seeing the youngsters out there uh, competing against each other. You want to go family four-pack. I got the tickets for you right now, 702-365-9200. And when we come back, not only will we get a winner, but we'll be talking to Christina McAloon, Senior Buying Manager of the Raider Image here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Bruce Buffer, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. It's time! Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. I was looking for call number nine for a four-pack of tickets to the Summer League. I had a winner. And right till I got to the finish line, and in true fashion like today, found out it wasn't a Nevada resident. So you got to be a Nevada resident to win these tickets to go to Summer League. We got a four-pack of tickets. My man DeMond is standing by. If you want to go and you're a Nevada resident, make sure that you hit us up right now at 702-365-9200. Again, DeMond is standing by. He'll take care of you, get you locked in, so you can go check out some great summer league action at the Thomas and Mack Center. But right now on the phone lines, we are joined by Senior Buying Manager of the Red Raider Image, Christina McAloon. And, Christina, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. We appreciate you, and I understand that there's a, a lot of good things going on at the Raider Image store in, uh, in Summerlin. So uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on tomorrow. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, we are super excited to celebrate the fact that our newest location has opened in downtown Summerlin. Um, and starting tomorrow through July 5th, the entire store is 20% off, uh, which never happens, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I should note that. Um, and if you get there early tomorrow um, from 11 to 1, there's actually an additional percentage off. So you'll get 30% off everything in the store. So we're really excited and we're hoping that um, a lot of Raider fans will get down there and take advantage of the sale. Christina, I got to ask you because I've been bragging on the on the radio each and every day since Father's Day. I got picked. I picked up a Raider table. It's a, like a bar stool table, and it has four chairs. It's awesome, and I've been talking about it on the air a lot. But it was the last one that was at the Raider Image Store that I bought it at. Do, is that located in the Raider Image Store at the, in the the new one at Summerlin? Oh, you're putting me on the side here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, okay, so unfortunately, similar to everyone else in the world, we are having some supply chain issues. Okay. Um, so that bar stool and uh, so the bar stools and the bar table are available typically, but we are waiting on some inventory to come in. Mm, okay. However, however, you will see some additional like side table, the couch, um, and we do have some home items available. Yes. Nice. I like it. So basically what you're telling me is I got really lucky when I got that one. You did get lucky. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, as I was perusing through the Raider Image store, and it was the it was one located in the mall uh, here close to me in Henderson, and I just, man, there's so many nice things that are in there. I mean, we always talk about jerseys and hats and, you know, stuff like that, but there's so many things, as you mentioned, home, you know, home accessories that you could put, massage chairs, you know, uh, lazy boy chairs, just recliners. There's all kind of cool stuff in there. Tell us about some of the items that we could, we could expect to see in that Raider Image store. 
Um, so obviously, similar to what you said, right, the best sellers are always the jerseys, the Nike tees, the headwear. But what I'm really excited about right now is that we just launched an exclusive collection that we specifically designed for the fans called Two Swords. So it's a new logo. It's kind of a deconstructed take on the mm-hmm. shield. Um, and that will also be available in the store along with the new training camp collection. Ooh, okay, okay. And I've seen the I've seen the Two Swords logo. I've seen it on sale, I believe, at the airport right now. So that's one that people have started calling in, asking about, saying, "Hey, where can I get that?" So that is going to be available uh, at at that at that uh, that Raider Image store. Is what you're telling me? Yes, yes, it is. Nice. I like it. And how about the Raiderettes? And I know that there's some alumni that are going to be there as well. So who's all going to be there uh, signing autographs and being able to take pictures with tomorrow? So on, so on Thursday, we actually have the Raiderettes coming from 11 to 1 okay. to talk about the fabulous line. So one of the other um, kind of really cool things that we have at the Raider Image is there's an exclusive line designed by them um, where we have a little bit of that athleisure, a little bit of fashion, perfect for your wardrobe, right? Um, and so they're going to be helping shoppers kind of work through that line from 11 to 1 on Thursday and Saturday. And then we have some alumni on Thursday from 3 to 5, Jay Schrader. Mm. And then on Saturday, Leo Gray. So Ooh. really excited to kind of have, yeah, so really excited to bring all Raiders kind of to the shop. Yeah, absolutely. And again, we're talking with Christina Mikaloon here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. She's a senior buying manager at Raider Image. And you've been with the organization, you've been with Raider Image for a while now. Are you surprised on how much uh, Raider Nation goes out and, and, and buys and fills up with their collection of, of Raider merchandise? You know, I have to tell you, I think the the lifelong loyalty was a surprise. One of the best aspects of game day is talking to the fans, and they are lifers. I mean, (laughs) Oakland, L.A., Vegas, I mean, it's ride or die Raider Nation, and we are incredibly grateful for them. So, I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing a lot of people out there this weekend. No doubt, and I know that they'll be out there. Uh, I'm excited about it, and obviously with Jay Schrader being there, signing some autographs, and having the, the Raiderettes out there, that should be a whole lot of fun. My man, Damon, he's got a question for you. Go ahead, Damon. Yeah, Christina, I'm going back to my retail days here. Uh-oh. When it comes to setting up a Raider Image store, is there a certain layout that every store follows, or is it just up to that store? What do you guys think actually pops and catches a Raider fan's eye when they first walk into a Raider Image store? So that is such a great question. Um, <laughs> Don't tell them that. Don't tell them that. <laughs> that, that is that's such a great question. So it's interesting you say that. We try to have some type of consistency in the fixturing and the way in which the layout, right, is per location. But each one of them has very different capacities. So some of them are much smaller, right, when you talk about the airport versus some of yeah. them that would be larger. But in general, we definitely try from a layout perspective to have similar, you know, um, you know, overall, like, the amount of tables and fixtures, space outs, like, so that when they're in a Raider Image store, they have the same type of overall experience. How did the tent sale go? I know that we had you on not too long ago. They had that tent sale going on at Legion Stadium. How did that go? That was so much fun, and it was incredibly successful, and it just proves how loyal and engaged our fans are. The lines were wrapped around the building for days. Wow. Um, Yeah, so that was actually really exciting, and we're hoping to anniversary that next year. There you go. We'll definitely look forward to that as well. And so the Raider Image Summerlin location, grand opening. It starts uh, what, tomorrow, 11 to 1. You'll have the Raiderettes there. And then, of course, Jay Schrader will be there as well signing autographs. What other features should Raider Nation be looking out for in that grand opening of the store tomorrow? Um, I think just the fact that we have some giveaways going on, too. So anytime Ooh. you come in, right, there's, uh, there's some caps, lanyards, coffee mugs, toast happening. 
Um, and, you know, just the fact that, you know, um, the fact that every single thing is on sale, even the crystal, you know, and again, I just want to stress that this never happens, you guys. <laughs> right. No, no, no doubt about that. I mean, you know, hey, there's great, great merchandise isn't cheap. You know what I mean? And, and, and cheap merchandise isn't great. That's what I always say. So uh, you want to make sure you go out there and you get the good quality. And that's what everything I know for a fact in the Raider image is definitely a lot of great quality. I could tell you this, Christina, that uh, uh, my guy, Damon, he, he also doubles as a security officer. So if you need some security at the Raider image, he's got your back. Well, I appreciate that very much. <laughs> he doesn't even know yeah. how to act. No, man. So, you know, sometimes people might, yay, man, they might try to make a run for it. I'll be there. <laughs> you know, because all this merchandise is so good. Maybe somebody thinks they can just sneak out with a hat. He Not on my watch. He can't He can't even run very fast, Christina. He can't <laughs> run very fast at all. So uh, for everyone listening that plans on uh, heading on over there, where exactly is the Summerlin location at? 1870 Festival Plaza Drive, 11 to 7 p.m., starting on Thursday. Boom. There it is right there. Well, uh, Christina, we definitely appreciate you chiming in on the show today, letting us know what you have going on there at the Raider Image. You guys are doing a great job. I'm glad that I got my bar stool set. I'm still showing it off on Twitter. I'm the, I'm the best advertiser for you because that's all I do is keep on talking about it. So, Christina. I, well, I feel like I'm going to have to give you a call when we're back in stock. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Give me a call back so I can tell everybody to go back and get it. But it is a fantastic item. It really is. I'm so happy that I got it. So uh, I'm just teasing everybody by, by talking about it. But, yeah, when you guys get that in as well, let me know, and I'll make sure to pass it along to everybody else. I will. Thank you for the help. I appreciate it. All right, Christina. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. That's Christina McAloon, Senior Buying Manager from the Raider Image. And, uh, yeah, they had that uh, that tent sale a few months back, and uh, that was a big deal. You know, she said it was people wrapped around the building and everything, man. That's, that's, that's good. That's what we want to see. And, look, uh, Raiders go out there and support. Raider image. I mean, that's what it is. You know, we see Raider merchandise everywhere. That's the one thing. It doesn't matter what state you're in. We had a call from Oklahoma. My guy was saying that he was wearing a, a, a Raider shirt right then and there. There's Raider merchandise everywhere. It does not matter where you go. I remember being in Texas all those years. I used to see Raider merchandise everywhere. I thought I just brought it with me when I got to Texas, but no, there was a ton of Raiders uh, stuff already out there uh, just waiting for me to get there. So that's that's the one thing about this brand. This brand runs deep. And I know a lot of fans, they're uh, kind of on the fence with the, the new logo, the two swords that she mentioned. What do you think about the two swords, Raider Nation? We haven't really uh, talked about it too much. I talked about it a little bit on my podcast. I know a couple people aren't big fans of it, but I think some people are uh, pretty big fans of it. So let me know. What do you think of the Two Swords logo? Are you going to go out there and buy that merchandise to go ahead and uh, add to your collection, or are you just going to stick with the you know, the traditional Raider logo? Let us know about it, man. It's 338, and this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Bill Romanowski, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. Boom. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. We just were talking to Christina Mikaloon, senior buying manager at the Raider Image. Got the grand opening of the Raider Image in Summerlin tomorrow. She talked about sales that they have going on. How about this? From 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., you get an extra 10% off. So basically you're getting 30% total off everything or off selected items. I don't want to say everything. But you're getting 30% off as opposed to 20%. So you're saving more money. So basically what I'm trying to tell you is you need to get there early. They have a lot of great merchandise to choose from. Make sure you get out there and check it out. I was talking about that bar stool that I got for Father's Day. Vegas Pete hit us up on Salmon Ash text line. You must have got yours at the Galleria Mall. That's a really good Raider image. Ding, ding, ding. That's exactly where I got it. <laughs> so, And it's funny. I've talked about it on the, on the air 
uh, multiple times. The wife and daughter saw it, and they thought about getting it for me, but they're like, I don't know if he's going to like it or not. So we'll just wait. We'll just wait. And then the wife tried to find it, and she couldn't find it anywhere because it's a very popular item. She couldn't find it every, anywhere. We never go to the mall. We never, ever go to the mall. And we just so happened to walk into the mall. And the only reason we walked into the mall, like I'll tell, I'll tell all the business, the only reason we actually even walked into the mall is because we had gone out to eat earlier that morning or afternoon, whatever time it was, and I ate way too much, and my stomach was full to the point where I was like, man, I need to walk this off. Like, that's the reason why we went into the mall is only so I could walk off the, the issues I was having with my stomach because, man, I was so full. I didn't know what to do with myself. Obviously, it was a weekend because I never have uh, time like that just to walk around the mall and, and not do anything productive. But it ended up turning into something productive because I happened to walk by it, and it was so funny because the, the wife said, oh, that's the Raider image that I saw that bar stool in, uh, that bar table and, and stool in that, that I thought about getting you. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And I walked in there, and I was like, oh, you mean that one? And it was sitting right there. And uh, the people that were working there told me that, oh, man, that thing, that thing is, uh, it, it flies out of here. As soon as we put it on the, on the floor, it, it flies out. So, and then they're, they're like, if you want it, you know, one way we could sell it is, uh, you know, buy the bar stool. So you, if you want to just buy two at a time because it comes with four. But you don't have to buy all of them at the same time. They can, you could buy, like, one bar stool or two bar stools. They said that people buy them like that sometimes. And I was like, man. I can't do it. I can't do it like that because if I do it, then I'll never complete the package, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll buy one and just be like, oh, I'll go back next week and get the other one, and then never do it. So I just uh, chalked it up to an L, and I went and just got all four and got the table, and that was my uh, Father's Day gift. I thought it was awesome. So John I, McLean was right about you. What? Loaded. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Sounds good. Flush with cash. Yeah, sounds so full, good. So full, he's got to walk off his meals. <laughs> he's like, man. No, when you have to walk off your meal, that means you ate too damn much. That means that your eyes were you, bigger than you your or, stomach. You ordered the whole menu probably. He was like, man, get two of those. I'll tell you, know, you what. These. There's some really good places to eat around here, and I think we all know that. And when I go someplace, especially on the weekend when I'm, I'm trying to relax after a hard work, a, a week of work, Man, sometimes, sometimes I just do a little too much. And then th that's exactly why I was like, man, let's go walk this off real quick. And I did. I walked it off, and then I walked in there, and I had to walk on out of there with, uh, with some merchandise. But that's cool. So Christina says she's going to call us when that, that one's back in the Summerlin location so someone could go over there and get it, add to their collection. Because, look, I tweeted out the picture of it, and so many people tweeted at me, where did you get that, this, that, and the other. So uh, it's, it's really cool stuff, man. And they, and they have not only that – and I, I really, and this is going to make me really sound bad, and really make it sound like what John McClain was saying was true, which is not. They have a recliner, a reclining chair that is awesome. I mean, it really is. Like, I was looking at it, and it says in there, don't sit on it. And so I looked at the wife, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to sit on it. And she's like, oh, it's comfortable. I was like, oh, you've already been there, done that. <laughs> so, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I One, I don't have anywhere to put it in the house, but, two, I just couldn't do that anyway. Uh, but, man, they, they do have some really cool stuff there at the Raider Image, so I do encourage you to go on out there. Jay Schrader is going to be signing autographs. He's actually going to join us on the show tomorrow. He should be calling in about 2.30 to talk about what he's got going on. And, of course, we'll talk about, you know, the Raiders. We'll talk about the upcoming season. We'll talk about the roster, talk about the expectations. Uh, Jay Schrader is always fun to catch up with. I think the last time I talked to him was at the Fred Belitnikoff uh, Crab Fest that, that he had last year, and uh, he was in attendance with uh, many other Raider alumni. So it's always good to catch up with a former Raider, whether they say, once a Raider, always a Raider. So it's great to catch up. And we'll talk to Jay Schrader coming up on tomorrow's show. Let's go on to the Raider phone line, 702-365-9200. Uh, Let's talk to our guy, T3 Raider Facts. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? 
Hey, Q, just walk it off, my man. Just walk it off. <laughs> I did. I sure did, brother. <laughs> hey, three, three quick things, and then I'll hang up. Number one, I uh, love the fact that the Raiders have gotten, gotten into some alternate merchandising, uh, but I'll tell you, uh, as much as I love the logo, this is not a true Raiders logo. Uh, and, and, again, I, I like the fact that they're sell, selling merchandise, and I like the fact that they're getting things out there. But, but, but And, again, I'm not hating on this. I like that they're getting more logos out, but, but it's not a true Raiders logo. To me, it's like a Rich Gannon pass that fell incomplete. Uh, <laughs> I, love, I love Gannon going back to pass. He threw the pass. It just didn't quite complete make it to its destination. I got so, you. I got the, you. The, the old-fashioned Raiders logo is the logo, and again, that's when you, people go out and see you with the Raiders logo on. They know you're they know you're authentic. They know you're legit. Now the rest of it, it's great. I mean, I'm great. I'm glad that they're selling more merchandise. Number two, Alex Leatherwood. I really seriously believe that he is going to be making a big, huge jump up. And again, I'll go back to something that Al Davis said years and years ago. He said. When you have great coaches, and, they, and that's how he starts that phrase off. Mm-hmm. And I think that Alex Leatherwood did not get the kind of coaching that he needed during his first year. When you look at how well he did in Alabama with all the coaching and then the backtracking that he did in his first year, I think he was really pushing and really pressing, and he was struggling, but he wasn't really finding his way. I don't think he got a lot of help. I think this new coaching staff, this new regime, this new way is going to help him find his way, now, whether it's a guard or tackle, wherever it happens to be. I think you're going to see Alex Leatherwood take a big jump in 2022. And the last thing, and then I'll hang up and let you go, Q, coconut water and Western Sun prickly pear vodka. Put it hmm. together, you got a winner. Okay. All right. Hey, I like that. You know, I'll always take a, a good a good beverage suggestion anytime. I like that. That sounds good. And coconut water I'm a big fan of. And, well, vodka I'm a big fan of. And the prickly pear, I don't think I've ever had that one. But, um, hey, look, man, I'm willing to try it. <laughs> I really am. You know, I went to went to Hawaii and got that uh, that Ocean's Ocean's Organic Vodka. It's a little – the blue bottle that's sitting sideways. It looks just pretty cool. So, um, yeah, I, I became a big fan of that one. I've always been a Tito's fan. I've always been a Ciroc fan. But I'll try that one. I have no problem with that. And, and mixing that with a little coconut water, that's that's some good stuff right there. And I had no idea that I was going to enjoy coconut water. I had never drank coconut water ever. And then the wife said, well, why don't we just try to, uh, some coconut water with this uh, vodka? And I was like, oh, that's going to be gross. And, no, it was great. So there you go. Uh, so I'll definitely try that one, T3. I like that. Appreciate you. And I, I like the comments that he had about Alex Leatherwood. You know, maybe it has to do with the coaching staff. And maybe that's why we haven't seen the Raiders go out and make a move to bolster up the offensive line because they believe that the coaches that they have, Carmen Brasillo in, in, in particular, who is the, the uh, Raiders offensive line coach, he is better than Tom Cable. And that's, that's what they believe and that's what they plan on showing. And I'll say this. When it came to Tom Cable, I liked him when he was with the Raiders the first time. I thought that, you know, he was a, a pretty decent coach at that time. I think that he was very well respected at that time as the offensive line coach. And then he became the head coach. We all know how that shook out and everything and left. And when he was in Seattle, man, there was just too much rumblings of that offensive line underachieving. Some of that was Russell Wilson's fault because he was holding on to the ball so long. I get that. But it also was... And this is something that as soon as the Raiders started moving on from some of their, their high-profile guys on the offensive line a year ago, once they uh, traded Rod- Rodney Hudson, traded Gabe Jackson, and obviously moved on from Trent Brown and, and traded him, but uh, they were going to move on from him regardless. A couple people that I know really well that cover the Seattle Seahawks hit me up and were like, oh, Cable's at it again. 
And I was, what, what are you talking about? And he said, man, it's the same thing he did when he, he went to Seattle is he got rid of the really good offensive linemen and got guys in that were lesser of offensive linemen thinking that, oh, I'm so good, I can coach these guys up. And it was never the same. And so I never really spoke on it. I just kind of sat back and watched it. And I also realized why the Raiders moved on from their offensive linemen like Gabe Jackson and Rodney Hudson because they were also trying to save money so they could try to bolster up that defense. So I'm not going to put 100% on Tom Cable, but – I just I remember when Gruden hired Cable as the as the offensive line coach. I was a little concerned, you know. I was a little concerned because I did remember how it all shook out in Seattle and how the offensive line was not very good. And I thought, man, I just don't know if this is a good hire. Now, to his credit, when the Raiders were getting all banged up and they had guys in and out and they were moving, they losing their right tackle and having to put Denzel Good at the tackle, then had to put him back at guard and having to move them all around. He was able to make it work. So I have to give him a lot of credit for that. But I just, I'll tell you, when he returned to the sideline for the silver and black, I definitely was a little bit concerned. And maybe this new regime believes that it's more coaching than it is the player. Also, when it goes back to um, when the team started getting rid of those veterans, I remember Mike Mayock saying it. I don't know if this is while he was still at NFL Network or when he became the GM, but he also said, you don't want to see an offensive line grow old together. Right. That's true. And then he obviously... He didn't want to see those guys grow old together, so he traded them away and trying to build that new offensive line. It's still, you know, left to be seen what's going to come of that. Right. But as of so far, you know, those young pieces are still struggling. No, they are, but they, to their credit, they did start to come together towards the end of the season. You know, that four-game winning streak that they went on, a lot of it was on the strength of the offensive line starting to come together. You know, you saw Leatherwood start playing more co- uh, uh, confidently. You saw Brandon Parker start to play more confidently. You saw Andre James continue to grow. You know, there's, there's, some, there's some parts to like. Now, John Simpson, I think that he was a struggle pretty much throughout the whole season. I don't know how much better he really got. I don't think that he's going to be the starting left guard in 2022. Uh, that's obviously something that we'll pay attention to during the during training camp. Uh, obviously, I believe Dylan Parham, who was the third-round pick out of Memphis, he's going to have something to say about that. Obviously, wherever Alex Leatherwood's going to end up playing. Denzel Good, to, to uh, Adam Hill's point, if he's able to come back, we're all assuming that, oh, he's going to come back, he's going to be healthy. And I'm guilty of that. I, I was one of those that said, oh, he'll, he'll be back. You know, he he was injured the first game of the season. He'll have plenty of time to recover. But as Adam Hill said, hey, everyone doesn't doesn't heal the same. And when we saw him at mandatory minicamp, he didn't do a whole lot of anything. So that's that's a good point. If there's anything that we really took out of the last two hours of the show, Adam Hill brought up a good point about Denzel Good. That, yeah, we think that he's going to be good. We think that he's going to be healthy. But he hasn't shown that yet. So if he's not, then what? You know, then do they look in a different direction? Then do they, you know, have an answer? Then does John Simpson become part of the mix? Because I kind of look at John Simpson and I look at Brandon Parker the same. I think that they're quality backups. And that's what they are. That's what I think. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what they're going to be for the team, but that's from just from observing what we saw from them a year ago. I think Brandon Parker is a guy that can come in in a pinch and you feel pretty good about him being able to hold it down for a little while. And I think John Simpson is the same. John Simpson got thrown into that left guard position last year because Richie Incognito didn't play one snap. I played as many snaps as Richie Incognito did last year. DeMond played as many snaps as Richie Incognito. Toby in the studio, he played as many snaps as Richie Incognito. (laughs) Right? So John Simpson had to be forced into action. Now who's going to hold down that left guard position this year? Are they going to run it back with Simpson? Is that going to be Parham's position? Is that Denzel good? Is he healthy? It's a lot of questions, a lot of questions to be answered when it comes to the offensive line. 3.56 is the time. We'll come back, kick off hour number three of the show. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920.